Welcome to 49ers After Dark, where it's really not dark anymore because it's daylight savings time. Grant Cohn, Jesse Naylor, Dave Barclay, thank you very much. Jesse, how are you? It's so late. Dave apparently doesn't live on the East Coast because it is definitely dark in 9 p.m. here. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, in Tampa fair. Bay, everyone always calls Tampa Bay San Francisco West. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So many Niner fans and other That's things that are similar between the cities. I mean, that's why this show could have been called Bay to Bay, but we settled on the Bays. The Bays. Good point. I forgot that Tampa has one. All right. So the Niners made moves today. Today was the first official day of free agency, which counts for something. So why don't we go through the the big moves the Niners made today, and then we'll look big picture at the team. First, let's start with the one that happened a couple hours ago. The 49ers signed Isaiah Oliver, five-year vet from Atlanta, second-round pick, bigger guy. Torres ACL in 2021. What do you think of this move? I actually like this move. And a lot of it does come down to me liking him coming out of college. I think you're always geared towards people that you like coming out of college. I had him as a first round grade, third overall corner in that class. And Isaiah Oliver, you know, he's had an up and down career, nothing crazy, but he's been playing well in the nickel corner spot, and that's what the 49ers, it looks like, are trying to replace with this move here. Maybe have him and Womack battle it out for nickel corner. Sounds like they're pretty comfortable with Diamador Lenore playing outside corner, and I can understand why he played very well down the stretch, especially when he got to the playoffs. So for me, they needed to add some depth at corner, and they needed to add it not necessarily through the draft, only they needed to add a veteran to this team. And Isaiah Oliver definitely fits that bill for sure. And he might end up being a starter on this team. That's interesting. I was thinking of him more playing on the outside. I mean, he's a little bit bigger than Lenore. He's bigger than Mosley. And I look at this as this is like Steve Wilkes imprint on the defense. We don't really know what he thinks of the Niners personnel or what he wants to change. He's been a coach for a very long time. He's been with Carolina a long time. He's a big zone coverage guy. He's the guy who sort of discovered and created Josh Norman. He's the guy who drafted James Bradbury. So he's had like a preference for bigger corners because if you're going to play zone, think about it. If you're going to play zone and tell a guy you got a deep third or a deep quarter, just don't get beat deep. Keep your eyes on the corner, on, on, the, on the quarterback. You could give that assignment to Diamondor Lenore, but when he gets beat, he gets beat deep and at the catch point because he's 5'9". You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, no, that's I'm, I'm just that's, that, that's when he gets beat. So I, I, yeah. to me, I'd like to move Lenore back to nickel, but I'm sure Wilkes, Wilkes will figure it out. One way or another, I think Oliver's a key contributor this year. Yeah, and I think I, I could definitely see that. Isaiah Oliver athletically profiles that way. He's yeah. he's also very athletic, extremely yeah. athletic. I mean, ju- I mean, his combine, he jumped super high. He was a track guy he's at got Colorado. The like, he's good, yeah. I mean, Remember that interception he had on Jimmy G this year on the sideline? Yeah, yeah. That was what in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was nice. Something like that. Oh, was that when Jimmy G threw the Hail Mary to the 30 yard line? Yeah. (laughs) That was a great moment in Jimmy G history. That was the one. So, yeah, I think Isaiah Oliver definitely is going to compete for a starting job for sure. And you're right. I mean, Wilkes is a secondary guy. So for me, it's like now the 49ers really could look to add some safety help for sure. And definitely get mm-hmm. some depth back there, but I think this certainly helps as far as depth at the cornerback spot. And like I said, I mean, you know, whether it's outside, inside, whatever Wilkes prefers, Isaiah Oliver's probably going to start on this team. And maybe he, he's he got that versatility. I, th- what I think is interesting is that 
Wilkes and the Niners essentially chose Oliver over Mosley. One year deal. Both guy have both guys have torn ACLs. Uh, although Mosley did it re- more recently. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, usually the Niners stick with their guy. They know Mosley. They don't really know Isaiah Oliver that well. But again, this is a new coordinator. D'Amico had been here every step of the way. He knew Mosley. Wilkes is an outsider, and maybe, maybe this is a a, a sneaky good move. I kind of like it. I, I I think it's a good move. I, I, and plus, I I defer to Steve Wilkes' judgment. This he seems like one of the best DB coaches in the world. So I think he knows what he's looking for. I was definitely down on losing Womack. I mean, uh, not Womack. Uh, E-Man. Ward? E-Man. No, E-Man. Yeah. No, not. Well, I mean, yes, Ward for sure, but I expected he would be gone. E-Man, yeah. I thought, would likely be gone, but that was because he had priced himself out. $6 million. I mean, it's possible that he didn't want to stay in San Francisco. That's fine. But I'm sure an extra million dollars would have made him stay. You just said, all right, you're getting six. We'll offer you seven, seven and a half. I think the possibility is he would have stayed, and I would have liked to have E-Man, but I think Isaiah Oliver is a nice, low-key, sneaky replacement for sure. And I think if you were to ask Falcons fans, they would say that they would prefer to keep Oliver. So that will tell you all you need to know. If if fans are telling you, hey, we really like this guy, just like we would tell Lions, I mean, at least I would tell Lions fans, you got a really good guy over there in E-Man. It's somebody I wish we were able to keep. I think we would hear similar things about Isaiah Oliver from Falcons fans. And I, I know Lenore like finished the season on a high note, but he also had some rough games. Not n- Nothing to be ashamed of, but some of the best wide receivers in the league are going to make him look silly. Just be, He's 5'10". He's got short arms. He runs a 4'4'5". He's a good athlete, but mm-hmm. he's not. He's small. He's just small. And you got Isaiah Oliver, who's six feet with 33 and a quarter and a half inch arms. He's just a lot bigger and so I think you know when the Niners drafted Lenore it was D'Amico's first year D'Amico was much more aggressive with press man coverage you know what I mean I I don't think Wilkes is going to be like that at all I think he's going to be heavy zone in which case a guy like Lenore might be who knows it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter Wilkes figured out but yeah I think that's why he went with Oliver over Mosley because Mosley's really good I think it press man. I mean, he's got no fear. He gets right up in your grill. He could test the pass, but he's not a super playmaker in, in zone. Yeah. It, it, well, and I don't know if you know this, but Oliver and Witherspoon were corner running mates at Colorado together. They were. Yeah. Of course I know this. No, I do actually remember. <laughs> and I thought that uh, Oliver was much better. I agree. Yes. Yes. Definitely thought Oliver was much better than Witherspoon. Much better. Shout out to Witherspoon, though. Uh, Dave Barclay says, love you guys. Papa Cone is only one as good or better. Agreed, Lots to yeah. talk about today. Seems like maybe we're going all in and hoping we have the quarterback spot figured out. I still love Trey. Just hope he plays. It occurs to me that, you know, Trent Williams, you know, he can say whatever he wanted to say, but he did flirt with retirement this year, and he's getting older, and the Niners might have to approach this as his, I'm not saying they have to expect it's his final year, but approach it like it might be his last, and maybe that explains why they made such an aggressive move for Javon Hargrave. Let's not let's let's stop messing around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, go on. Like, sorry, Javon Kinlaw, and... but we can't wait. Sorry, sorry, so and so, but we can't wait. Like, we gotta yeah. go. Yeah. You know, Trent's yeah. thirty-five now. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, and maybe it's it's a far-fetched thinking, but maybe just somehow they can go get 
Orlando Brown Jr. and make him play right tackle for a year, pay him like a left tackle and say, hey, you know, we only got one more year at Trent. We'll move you over to left tackle next year. It's a possibility. Not likely. Possibility. Maybe. I mean, Khalil, I'm Italian. What, what, you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> why, you gotta, why you got to make it ethnic? So, yeah, so yeah. Did, you ever, did you ever notice back in the 90s there were a lot of like shows about like Italians and stuff? Like it was the thing. And now it's like, I don't really, there's no like Italian show. Are, you know what I mean? No. It's a whole different thing back in kids. Did you, did you there were these see, things called Italians. Did you ever see Eddie Murphy, Raw or Delirious? Did you ever watch those? Oh, of course. dude. His, his Italians going to see Rocky movies. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Best, so good. Okay. So we like the Isaiah Oliver signing. Cleveland Farrell. I don't, how do you pronounce his name? Is it Farrell or Furl? I always heard Mike Mayock saying Cleveland Furl. And I was like, is that the correct pronunciation? I've it's, always, I'm going to say Furl. Yeah. Ferl. Is it Cleveland or Cleland? <laughs> Ooh. Is it Cleland? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing. He's essentially Solomon Thomas. He's like the Raiders version of Solomon Thomas. Mm-hmm. I guess the Niners got him for cheap. And, you know, they had to replace Samson Ebukam, who ended up getting a nice contract. And, I, you know, I guess he's a good run defender, if you want to say that. But, man, he's not a pass rusher. This one seems like not going to move the needle too much. No, it, it's definitely not like a home run hit <laughs> by any means. But... They do have a lot of depth that they've got to fill. And is it a bunt single? We maybe, yeah. Hey, they're laying There's it down the third baseline. Third baseman's playing way far back. He just might leg saying. it out. Okay, hey, it's worth yeah. a shot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think Cleland Farrell is. Uh, it, I think he's. I think it's. It's one of those moves that you know Chris Kasarik's going to make this kid better. And he was in a really crappy situation with the Raiders. You got drafted by one regime. That regime was pushed out for obvious reasons. Now you had a whole nother regime come in. You never were really given a a fair shake. Actually, his rookie year was not bad at all. If you go look at his rookie year, it was not a bad rookie year. He just was never unable to build upon it. And I think this is a Chris Kosarek special. Like, we'll just take a Raider guy that underperformed and we'll make him perform. That's what we do here in San Francisco. Arden Key, we'll do it with him. No problem. And I think that he'll be a good rotational piece for sure. I, I think that he can be that. Nothing special, but definitely depth that was needed. True. Now, there is, there's only so much Chris Cassera can do. Like, for he sure. can't make you good if you're not good. Like, for example, Komoko Ture, really good athlete, but doesn't seem to have that, like, bend or whatever, that je ne sais quoi that an edge rusher yeah, needs yeah. to win. He doesn't have it, although he's a good athlete. And Chris Cassera couldn't fix it. And with, frankly, with Arden Key, it's not like Kaseric worked magic. He's just like, you know what? You're not going to win on the edge. Let's move you to the inside. Let's use you in some games. And let's put you next to Nick, Nick Bosa. I, it, it wasn't that. So if, and let's get you off the ball a little bit quicker. That's what Kaseric is very good with all the defense alignment. But other than that, there's only so much he can do. So with Furl, Furl, it seems to me like the they've put a lot of their eggs in Drake Jackson in that in the, that basket. They they drafted him last year. They They kind of prepared him. They knew Ebukam wasn't coming back. This is Drake Jackson's job. But his major weakness is defending the run. It was That was the, the book on him coming out of USC. Uh, he, they said they didn't like his power and strength at the end of last season. We'll see what, what kind of shape he comes in this year. Maybe he'll be a three-down D end. Or maybe he needs Cleland Furl to play on first and second down for him. We'll see. 
<laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his you name. Call, I'm so sorry. You call him Cleland Farrell. I'll That's how Mike Mayock said it. Farrell, and it'll okay. be good. We'll yeah. meet in the middle. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Potato, potato. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, and he's kind of a tweener. He, he's a lot actually like Solomon Thomas. When you really think about it, he's kind of a tweener. You don't know no, yeah. where he's going to be best, and so yeah. he he is kind of that guy, but. It's something about, I mean, if you, you put them next to Armstead and Hargrave and Bosa, I mean, all of a sudden, a lot of people could probably look decent in that situation, you know? so It'll be a really good run defense. It'll yeah. be a really good run defense. But the Niners' formula for getting to the Super Bowl that one time was having four pass rushers. Yeah. I mean, and you that, that year, if, if we remember correctly, the pecking order was Bosa one. Buckner two, D Ford three, Armstead four. And Armstead ended up with 10 sacks because he was feasting on one-on-ones and he was like 25. Um, since then, they haven't had four guys. They've had one, two, one or two. Now I still feel like they definitely have two. They definitely have two. If Armstead's around and then maybe two and a half, depending on Armstead, two or three. If, but and if then, Armstead's your th- third option i i feel like that's that's where armstead thrived was when he was like the third or fourth option you fourth, know what i mean yeah Versus yes is he got when he was 25 that, two, that was a rough spot for him to be I, he's so. he, always 30 but you know he he could be he's a wild card he hasn't been the last couple of years but if he gets put back in the you know in the rotation where he should be he's not an ace he's a third or fourth pitcher yeah but i still feel like you need that that means drake jackson needs to step the hell up uh, yeah that's what i was Big gonna time. say maybe they're both half and there you go. You yeah. got your three. Do you? But I'd like. Let's talk like about one more. For a second. I want one I don't more. Know if you saw. Sure. Oh, you. Sure. I was. Just I just want one you. more. I think the Niners should draft a D end in the third round. They, this is still a need, but we can talk about Buckner. But they have eleven picks. Of course, they're going to take one. But it, one that could yeah. contribute would be nice. Yeah. Well, they still because you don't mean, know that Drake Jackson's going to come in really good. You should give him some competition. You don't want him to be Ambry Thomas. You don't know with Drake. Getting Drake. by the way, getting Farrell doesn't mean that you're out on other free agents. Possibly, they still need more defensive no. ends. Don't you get the get feeling that they're that they're done getting like signing big names because they're going to preserve their comp picks? That's possible. You know, they got the third round is, waiting for possible. them with McGlinchey. They got the fifth waiting for them with Ebukam. Probably, you know, a sixth for a many Hugh. I mean, they got some comp Jimmy. picks waiting for them. Jim, yeah, some both, yeah. Anyway, so. Brunson. But uh, since we're talking about defensive linemen, Buckner came out and said something along the lines like, I can't help but to notice that the Hargrave contract is similar to what I wanted. That yeah. guy's hurt, man. That guy is so hurt that the 49ers, like, you know he still wants to be. That's not how I, I know Buckner. I know Buckner. Okay. To me, he's, I think he's not hurt. He's incredulous. Okay. He's one of the best football players in the world. He does everything right. You know, he's, he's like, the he was the leader of the defense. And I think he still can't believe that anyone would trade him. Like, me? What did I do wrong? What did I do? I did everything right. I was here from the when you sucked to when you were good. I was a leader. I was on the field. I was durable. I was literally everything you could want. And you traded me? I still think he's just like, wow. But that's because to me, he's, he is a legit cornerstone player. A legit cornerstone player. Maybe not a Hall of Famer, but one of the better players of his generation at his position. I agree, the, but yeah. there was talks that the Colts were going to let him go this offseason. Well, they're so. going nowhere, but they didn't because he's a cornerstone player. Right. right. That's, yeah. that's totally <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, totally yeah. 
But yeah, yeah I saw what I don't you know. said. I it did come across as a little salty. Bit. It was a little salty. It's very he salty. Did. Yeah, for sure. It's salty. I get um, it. I could, I just, I feel him though. It's like, well, forget what he thinks. What I think, I think they always should have kept him. He's a cornerstone player. Armstead isn't. Armstead's good. This guy's excellent. And now it feels like it kind of does feel like an admission. Like, you know what? Maybe we should have found a way to keep both of them. The problem was they had D Ford under contract. And that was, mm-hmm. that was a problem. He's making a lot of money. Oh, oh yeah. That two was year, a problem. A lot of changes in two years. A lot of changes in two years. And the way that yeah. I see it is, I actually thought in that moment it was the right move. Because at that point, with D Ford on the roster, you they were kind of making a decision. Armstead and Ward and this first round pick. Or Buckner. Now they screwed up on the first round pick, and that's yeah. ultimately. If they if had they, taken Tristan Wirfs, it would have looked like a whole. It would have looked smart. Nobody would have beat. But that's the problem. Him. If you trade Buckner for a pick, you kind of can't take best player available. You have to replace him with that pick, which leads to bad decisions. <laughs> bad does. decisions. You know what I'm saying? It does. It does. It, and we've talked about. You have to take thing. the D tackle. If it wasn't Kinlaw, and you had to take a D tackle, who's it going to be? So all of a sudden you start looking at Kinlaw through rose colored glasses, like drunk glasses, like, oh, he looks great. It's yeah. like, what about his knee? What knee? He's f- perfect. It's like, yeah. I don't know, man. You're, you're yeah, you created this situation yeah. for yourself. Yeah. It's 155. The bar closes in five. Uh Kinlaw's pretty hot, actually. Uh, exactly. <laughs> That's what happened. Whereas <laughs> A man, Tristan Wirfs is <laughs> way hotter. But he doesn't put, you know, it's not a need for you right now. Like, look, right. dude, go back and look at his combine performance. What do you run? A 4-8? How did you not take that? Yeah, I mean, it was right there. It was like yeah. a no, no doubter. You knew yeah. McGlinchey was mid at best. Anyway, yeah, I agree. But that's also what would have been scary about if they had traded Debo, which we've talked about. Hey, you know what? You you could have done a lot of good things by trading Debo last off season and not paying him. But you know they would have done the same thing. They would have drafted a receiver. They would have somehow screwed it up, and it would have been a disaster. So I don't know. Still though, a six eight three tech who's solid against the run, a leader, and gives you a consistent eight to nine sacks a year. Like, dude, where do you, good luck finding another one of those. Yeah, I, I mean. I'm the way I always felt about it was like, they got him with the seventh pick in the draft, and frankly, he outperformed his draft position. If they redrafted yeah. that, he would go higher. And they yeah. traded him for the 13th pick. Like, that never made any sense to me. Ever. Ever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just a DeForest Buckner fan. I, I you know, I got his jersey, got a fat head. I'm an Oregon guy. I love Buckner. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just felt like in that, in that, I'm not going to rewrite history and how I felt in that moment when they made the trade and I understood everything that was in front of him. I was like, you know what? I I like it. I mean, this is, this is probably a smart decision. Now, again, drafting the wrong guy that that you screwed it up at that point. But there was legit, there was blue chip talent there. There was blue chip talent there. There really was. Uh, It, me, Two, bruh. So, what you saying? We people? Are we talking about being Italian? Are we going Italian, back to the Italian conversation? So. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. honestly, did Demar did Lamar price himself out of the NFL? Okay. Yeah, dude. I can't wait to see where he goes because if he goes to the NFC team, that team is instantly a, a tender, a contender because the NFC is so weak. I, if he goes to the Lions, the 49ers are in serious trouble. Yep. Now, did the commanders just settle for Jacoby Brissett? Is that are they done? Is that their move? <laughs> well, they've Is got they, they what they're doing. They drafted a quarterback last year that they seem to be in on. He's their guy. Who? I don't even know. I forget his name. It's not Howell or Oh, Sam Howell. Is it Sam Howell? Yeah, from North Carolina. 
Is that it? That's I don't exciting. Know. Yeah. Sweet. They uh, seem to be in on whoever, whatever his name was. Yeah, because why, why try to find a great quarterback? I don't think you need one. Dave Barclay says Buckner was one of uh, the best on our whole team. Agreed. He took ownership of the team. Fish and Ship says it's March and it feels like in-season busy week. I thank goodness. <laughs> Armstead sure. is the McGlinchey of the defense. Nah, he's better than that. I, I won't even say that. He's better than that. Although, last year was a, it was a lost year. He got hurt immediately. He never was 100%. Uh, they need to get 100% Armstead back because that guy, the thing about Armstead kind of bugs me is he can turn it on and be the best player in the field. And he does it like four times a year. And it's like, whoa, that guy just took over. And then it's like, he doesn't do it the other 75% of the time. It's like, Ugh. what I liked about Buckner was he just got the same exact performance every single game from Buckner. The same performance. Was it excellent? Was it, was it Hall of Fame? No, no. But it's consistent as Hell, Armstead is like, yeah, man, you could be better than Buckner, but you're not. You can be. We've seen yeah. it, but yeah. you're not. Yeah, you're just yeah, not. It's, it's true. We don't have <laughs> we don't have a would you rather on this week's show, but would you rather Grant sp- <laughs> spend the weekend palling around with Eric Armstead or George Kittle? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go with Armstead. I'm gonna go with Armstead because really? Armstead doesn't he doesn't fake how much he hates me. Okay. Kittle like, Kittle would like talk to me and stuff and we'd have to like banter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to banter with George Kittle. Armstead would ignore me. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> you sleep on your bunk, I'll sleep on my <laughs> Don't look at me. Grant says it's hard to uh Grant, it's hard to list to you BP isn't going to be the starter. Stop it. You're better than this whenever you bring up BP. You I have to unsub and stop listening to you and then because I like you and Naylor, I subscribe again. I think he was trying to save I think he was trying to save characters on that cuz you got to pay. Yeah. Um I don't really Brock know what Purdy. you're talking about though. He's but talking I, about Brock Purdy. Every time that you talk about Brock Purdy, he's going to be the starter. He has to unsubscribe to you. He's not a big fan. But then I'm on the show and I like Trey okay. Lance, so he subscribes again. I like Trey Lance. It just seems like the, the Niners like Brock Purdy. I was, I like LJ turned down just over forty four million a year. Yeah, but well, for three years. Yeah, I mean it's early in the process. He's got time. A three a three year deal. Here's where the Ravens screwed up: is they didn't offer him a year earlier. They waited until the market was set by Deshaun Watson, and then all of a sudden it was a whole different ball game. You let Kyler get paid, who's not near as good as Lamar. You let Deshaun Watson get paid, who arguably was as good as Lamar prior to sitting out a year plus, but he had major character issues. And once you let those two guys get paid, of course Lamar's going to want the bag. Why wouldn't he? He deserves the bag, quite frankly. And so then when you come and offer him a three-year deal at $44 million a year, of course, if I was Lamar, I'd tell you to stick it where the sun don't shine, too. I understand where Lamar is coming from. I really do. Also, I feel like it's going to get worked out. You know? Yeah. Like, what, what is it? It's March. They don't play until September. Yeah. They'll work it out. Yeah. I mean, all these teams have kind of figured out their quarterback spot, so we'll see. We'll see. The longer it goes, the more, he'll, more likely he'll just stay with Baltimore. Will Armstead be 100% ever with plantar fasciitis? That's a great question. He's 30. He just had, you know, that season with that injury. Good question. Maybe that's even another reason that the Niners spent big on Javon Hargrave because you don't know what you're going to get from Eric Armstead going forward. Honestly, you don't know what you're going to get. I'm not saying 
you can count on him having another down season, but you can't ha- count on him having a dominant season either. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, plantar fasciitis is one of those things that if you have somebody smart, it can be fixed very, very easily. But if you don't have the right people trying to figure it out, then it can linger for years or forever. Well, the Niners have a uh, just a famously excellent training staff. That's true. They so got it should great, be great grades from the, from the players in the NFLPA. Kyle yeah. Curry, thank you very much. Giving you a little round of applause for becoming a member. Tinker says, yeah, but why didn't Armstead hit Dak Prescott in the end zone? Oh, well, we won that game anyways. That, that was, was one of the most play. super weird. Bizarre. It's a, Yeah, I, I don't even think he really has an official explanation as to what happened on that play. <laughs> I think he didn't want to get a penalty. I mean, it's so... What do you do with these quarterbacks nowadays, man? You don't know what's a penalty anymore. You got defensive players literally laying the quarterback down as soft as they can, but it's like, well, you laid him down, but you turned him at the very end. I, I mean, what do you do? I, I think whoever, whoever it was in the league that proposed that you challenge or can challenge those plays, uh, pass, uh, what is it? Roughing the quarterback or whatever, whoever proposed that this off season genius, that should be a challengeable play because okay. it's freaking ridiculous. Well, arms is going to have to find a way to like, sack the quarterback because he can't just his his technique adjustment can't be to not sack the quarterback because he did have zero sacks last year maybe that's his new thing well that's that's also true like sometimes when you get near the quarterback and you're not used to being there it's all right moving on uh are the 49ers better right now than they were a month and a half ago better no they're not better and (laughs) i got into it a little bit well, I didn't get into it. I just posted and people got into it on my behalf. But uh, a lot of people were upset because I, I said yesterday the 49ers are not better at this moment. There's a lot of offseason left, but at this moment, they're not better. However, they did make moves today, and I think they're right there. I don't think they're way worse than they were last year. This, they're certainly not better. Not right now. I mean, Hargrave is a major upgrade. I think Oliver, for as much as I like him, is not better than both Ward and Eman. You brought back a 33-year-old safety who had a resurgence of a season, maybe the best of his career outside of the one year in Chicago where he had an incredible year also. So to rely on that, you did lose Mike McGlinchey, who whatever for whatever you think about him, he's better than McKibbitts. And the 49ers didn't go out and either replace him yet and they didn't upgrade at center, which I think they definitely could have. And I think they were in on Bradbury, frankly, because if you look at the way that those deals went down, bang, bang, one right after the other, tells me they were in on Bradbury. They decided not to give him $6 million a year or whatever it was because they could get Brendel for four. And I think that was possibly a mistake because I think that Bradbury is a clear upgrade over Jake Brendel. It wouldn't have cost you a lot. And... The 49ers, quite frankly, haven't been better at offensive line. So step back at offensive line, step back in your depth right now. You still don't have a kicker. (laughs) And you got a really, really good defensive tackle. Are they better? No, but they're approaching being as good at this moment. Also, I even question how good the defensive tackle is. Not to be a jerk, but this guy broke out at 29. This guy was a guy who gets you four, five, six, maybe seven sacks in a season. And at 29, he gets 11 in a contract year where he's playing next to five other guys who are getting 11 sacks. Like, come on. I mean, I mean, he's a really good player, but the Niners are giving him 20 plus million dollars a year. He doesn't strike me as a 20 plus million dollar a year player. 
He strikes me as a really good player who on this team might be going back to five, six sacks a year with good run defense and double teams that he's swallowing up. I'm not trying to minimize. He is good, but yo, you just got the Buckner contract, man. Congratulations. So there's that. And then there's the fact that the Niners have lost a lot of players. And it's like, you, of course, you can't bring back everyone, but they don't have a first and second round pick. They don't pick until 99. So all these 11 guys, great. You know, they're pro- good guys to have, but how many of them are going to contribute as rookies? One, maybe one or two. So now you really need Sam Womack to step up. Drake Jackson. They, everyone that didn't play last year that was a rookie needs to step up and be really good on a team that's supposed to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And yeah, Colton McKivitt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the 49ers always have those guys that step up. I know that yeah. there's at least a few of them out there from last year, but who is the right tackle? <laughs> Who's that guy at right tackle? Who has traits that could step up? The, like the Eagles always have some guy who like, you know, grew up in Australia and played rugby and is just trying football for the first time, but he's 6'8", 360 and runs a five flat. Like he, they, they always have someone, one of those in the pipeline. Like where, who you got? Cole McKivitz and his 5'3", five, 5'? Five that you got in the fifth round that you cut and was on your practice squad? Like, because he knows your system? Is that it? Because he could pass a test, a written test on what means what in your system. Like, please tell me that's not the reason he's starting. Because it is. And I'm I'm not saying that they can't draft a right tackle in the draft. But you look at where they're picking. <laughs> a lot of people are like, well, they'll just get a right tackle in the draft. Okay, not a day one starter. going to play that right tackle? Because not a day one starter. Rookies. So, mm-hmm. what? I mean. They, start, they played Burford last start. year, but he's a guard. It might be an eventual starter, but Grant, you know Shanahan's not starting this man at right tackle. He doesn't start rookie. Burford so. started at guard as a rookie. He wasn't good, and he played in a rotation. I mean, they didn't even give him every every snap. So, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And not, not on a, again, not on a team that's supposed to win the Super Bowl. Trent Williams is 35. They just signed Javon Hargrave. They got two 30-year-old D tackles making 20-plus million. This team is not uh, built for the future. It's for right now. And I, that's what kills me. How do you leave your team incomplete? You're so invested in right now, and you got Colton McKivitz, and you're supposed to tell everyone, oh, he's good, we like him. And they'll be like, well, we were right about Jake Brendel. Yeah, but in retrospect, look at Jake Brendel, man. He's a legit athlete. He's fast. He's mobile. I mean, he's 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 uh, fluid. He's got uh, agility. He just needed an opportunity. Colton McKivitz isn't any of those things. He's just a try-hard, gritty guy who knows your system. Sorry. He I also, started five games. I don't I mean, Brendel's cool, but he's not like an elite center. I think a lot of people are are all of a sudden selling. No, he's like not an elite center, but he does have center. nice athletic traits. Yeah, surprisingly, McKivitz doesn't. The dude almost ran a five four at like three hundred and something pounds, like not even three ten. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. And and guys like, like I, Gary Brunskill's better than him. Hot yeah. take. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I would have rather had Brunskill play right tackle. I do agree with that. Yeah. The Eagles have, I keep mentioning the Eagles, and it's like a drinking game on this show. Like anytime Grant mentions the Eagles, I don't know. I like what Howie Roseman does, and he's one of the best at drafting and developing offensive linemen. They don't have one player on their offensive line that's Colton McKivitz esque level. Are you kidding? They would never do that. And, and the teams, like them and the Chiefs, they were strong at every single position in the trenches, both sides of the ball. Niners, who's your second D end? Who's your right tackle? That's two really important positions. Yeah. Who's your kicker? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that yet. We'll see about that. I. But I mean, okay. Let's look at the offensive line and try to be objective here. Burford could certainly take a step forward. He should improve. 
he should improve. So you're going to get improvement there. Maybe Brendel even takes a slight steps forward there. Okay. I think Brendel's an above average center. Or he was last year. He played all 17 games. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he takes a slight step forward. Yeah. Hell, maybe Banks can do the same. I mean, he why, why, why not? Yeah. Why not? So that's potential. Maybe, maybe the offensive potential. line can be better and the right tackles worse and the offensive line could still be as good or better. But I think, I think the offensive line needed to be drastically better. Is that fair? I mean, at least at one position, not like incrementally better. I wanted them to be drastically better somewhere. I thought they could do that at center. They chose not to go that route. Now, I mean, really, real quick, in retrospect, this is a position they should have drafted. They should have addressed last year. You knew you weren't bringing Mike McGlinchey back. You, yeah. you knew. You, yeah. you didn't extend his contract. You let the fifth-year thing... What was the plan, McKivitz? You, I mean, you can't do it now. The whole thing with offensive linemen, if you look at what Green Bay does and what Philly does, drink is they draft ahead of time. It's a hard transition from college to the NFL. Uh, when you're on third down, all those games and blitzes and stuff, it's way more exotic than it is in college. Plus, that 30-year-old Javon Hargrave is really freaking strong, and you're 22. It's tough. It's a tough transition. So give they me your... So they did with Banks. Last year. Yeah. Yep. They spent a second-round pick last year on replacing Kelsey, who's back this yep. year again. But they already have the center of the future in Philadelphia. Like, they're exactly. prepared. They're Smart. ready to roll. The and Niners could have had Cam Jurgens, but they took Drake Jackson. And it's yeah. like, I get it, but Drake Jackson's a part-time one-down, two-down player. Cam Jurgens is going to be a three-down starter for the Eagles. You've got to think this way. Yeah, John, Kyle, they're so D-line oriented. But the thing about the D-line is you can get part-time players run defenders, pass rushers. No one has to be a three-down player on your D-line if you don't want if you don't have those guys. Every single one of those five offensive linemen have to play every single down. And they got to be good in the run game and the pass game. Like those guys are so hard to find. Find them. Yeah. Yeah. Find them. Don't just be like, "Oh, we like Colton." Come on. Come on. And we'll see. We'll see we'll see who hits sure. this offseason from the season prior. And the 49ers are going to do a good job drafting late. They they do a good job. And they'll of protect that. Colton and they'll protect him. I'm not yeah. saying he's going to give up 15 sacks and ruin the season. They could yeah. probably make it to the NFC Championship game with Colton McKivitz, but yeah. are you telling me they're going to win a Super Bowl? And Colton McKivitz is going to be a Super Bowl winning starting right tackle. I don't see it. And yeah, that's if the they goal. had signed McGarry, I would have felt fine about it. He would have Hell been great. yeah. Hell yeah. Perfectly fine with that because I think yeah. he's a possibly slight upgrade to McGlinchey, or it's close at least. And so. and, and at, at Dead, you could tell me that hey, with Cleveland Furl uh defending the run on first down and Drake Drake Jackson has the, the traits to really step up. He yeah. could become a dominant edge rusher. There is yeah. no one on this team that has the traits to become a dominant right tackle. That's that's my thing. Like, and it's really hard for the Niners to get that guy in the draft. It's like that's the one position. Brendel's fine. I can't say that McKivitz is that. So I'd love to see John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan pull a rabbit out of their hats on this one. They you know got who to. I think might be the best right tackle on the team? Spencer Burford? Jalen Moore? Spencer Burford? Spencer Burford. Well, you're going to move his position after one year? It seems like you want to get a guy grooved into one spot, right? I mean, but maybe. We'll see. I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I'm not saying maybe that they're the going to move. move him there. but He's I a better athlete than McKivitz, right? Right. And then you get right. Poe. I mean, Poe's a, you know, maybe Poe, maybe Jalen Moore, who they drafted to be a guard, actually plays guard instead of tackle and looks decent. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do. We'll, we'll see. see. Larry Johnson says, would you rather sign right tackle or draft uh, Mr. Mackey? Okay. Okay. I like Mr. Mackey. He's a very underrated character. 
is kind of only had one joke, but he was really funny. He he did. Is that like Larry Johnson, like Grandma Mott Larry Johnson? Like that's that's nostalgic. I don't know. Childhood stuff there. Larry Johnson, the running back who has tweets. No, not that Larry Johnson. That's different. Larry Johnson, like Charlotte Hornets, Larry Johnson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Joseph, thank you very much for the 99 cents. I appreciate it. Joseph, back with five bucks. Any chance Lamar is a Niner? I saw how one team could be in on him after the draft uh, because they will have their pick. Similar situation for Niners. Um, Dolphins also fit that yeah, mold. It, they, it, would, it would have to be like the draft is gone and it's still a, a, a drama playing out yeah if this drags on into the summer the Niners could be in play for sure yeah yeah I mean uh, it'll be a situation where there's a Baltimore Ravens content creator and he's gonna say something like it's May 1st 2023 and Lamar Jackson Lamar is Jackson. still on the Baltimore Ravens yeah I mean that's possible that would be a really good video I'd like to watch that sirs 11 says trade it how do I say your name could you please tell me next time because you write in a lot trade Eric Armstead for Montez sweat from commanders for or for a right tackle side note I like how Buckner said damn I asked for less money lol um I love Montez sweat and I would be all for that um but yeah right tackle would be preferable here's the thing Eric Armstead should play right tackle for the 49ers he would be so good at it he played it in high school and again I I I talked to a guy who used to work at scout.com. The scout.com is the one, like the official guys who rank the high school players. They were going to rank him the number one player in the country, regardless of position, if he was an offensive tackle. The oh, number man. one player in the country. He would be so much better at offensive tackle. He's not a pass rusher. Great athlete. Great athlete. Oh my, can you imagine Great him? athletic profile for right Oh my God. Perfect. Freaking perfect. Eric, come on. Play both ways this year. Play yeah. both ways. Come on. You could do it. That would be legendary. You want to be the man that of the year? Absolutely. Um, I got a bunch of these. Hold on. He really needs to move to right tackle. I think Kinlaw can move to guard. Boom. I swear, man. I feel like these premium athletes always go to D-line, but it's like, man, if you're not a pass rusher, you should go to O-line and make that money. Saying. Especially if you have really good hands. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. Kinlaw, he could save his career playing guard. I'm saying he could play tackle. Domain Threat says, I feel like the Niners believe the answer at right tackle could be found in house. Perfect. It seems like it. It does. They do have a really good offensive line coach. I understand believing in him, but give them give someone with some traits. They don't do that. They don't do that. It's all these fifth round guys. I don't know. Tinker. Until, hold on. Until, until Brown is swooped up i'm holding out hope so trent brown uh oh yeah or later tinker says niners are better anyways i gotta get on the, this plane to cabo oh rub it in just just making it rain going to cabo and i've got this four-day reservation to sit in a dark room so let me think about some things great job grant you too jesse see you when i get back from cabo and into the light have a great nice. have a great time in cabo Nice. Is is retirement on the table, Tinker? I'm curious. I'm going to start tweeting about how we're ready to trade Tinker and piss him off, and maybe he'll be a Jet. Rob Schneider says, McKivitz over Brunskill. Kyle, put your feelings aside. Um, honestly, man, like Brunskill never really got the respect. I He was better than Burford this year. I understand wanting to get Burford's feet wet, but Brunskill was better. Brunskill was actually decent, and I like that Rand Carthon signed him because he knows him. So, I mean... Tennessee Go Titans Daniel. are low-key like <laughs> what are they? Niners Niners, West, Niners South. Niners, Niners South, yeah. Uh, yeah. We have Niners Marvel South Parsons. Beach. 
Now is the Niner yeah. South. That's perfect. That's true. Marvel Parsons. Thank you for becoming a member. Gotta love it. Fish and chips. I trust the players. We have a great bunch. Front office is in good shape. All the problems that the team are walking on the sidelines with Kid Kyle. Ooh, boom. Right in the solar plexus. Got him. Kid yeah, Kyle, he called him. That, that one hurt. Kyle, these are your fans. These are your fans. Knees says they can't draft a starting right tackle in the third, but maybe legit tight end to make his life easier. They could get a safety. They could get an edge rusher. They could get a tight end. Yeah, they could get a Tyler Croft replacement. Isn't there someone named Kraft? A tight end named Kraft in this draft? I, don't I think know. you got to replace Kraft with. They've replaced McGlinchey with McKivitz. They've mm. replaced Javon with Javon. Now they got to replace Croft with Kraft. I like it. This is how the Niners make their decisions. They're like, we need someone with similar names so the fans don't notice the difference. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> maybe, they don't maybe. even know that that guy left. They think it's the same player. Yeah. That's why they should have gotten McGarry instead of McGlinchey. It would have been perfect. I'm telling you, it's like McKivitz is 68, McGlinchey 69. People, they're like, they're in the third row. They're drinking beer. They can't tell the difference. It's the same true. thing. Ominous 24. I still feel that they, giving Kinlaw 99 was such a disservice, but I really feel like that people won't even know. 99 he's still there who cares uh-huh. <laughs> Omnit 24 says maybe Tyler Croft will be starting right tackle he did it once oh, oh knives out knives out J Mark Garza says you can ramble about roster forever but year 7 is still uncertainty at quarterback question mark exclamation mark question mark shake my head all caps my son plumbing gods 42 and I are huge fans of you both great work thank you yeah that's a good point it's a good point you got this great roster and it's squandered until you have a quarterback to match it yeah. Squandered. That's the word of the day. Squandered. I Anytime like we say squander, you have to scream like Pee Wee Herman. I, I feel like every show we should come up with a sneaky word that we have to say multiple times without laughing and see if we can get away with it. <laughs> Sean, I like that. Sean Brady says, a little late to the show. Every year, Niners struggle with DB issues. How do they let E-Man go for $6 million? I love JH pickup, but I feel old and DB is O-line and DB is bigger issue right now. How do you feel? They fill these gaps. Um, again, this is Wilkes is a a D a DB guy. He's been coaching yeah. DB since the mid nineties. He has he knows what he's looking for. It must not be Mosley. It must be Isaiah Oliver. It's not like they just let him let they let Mosley walk and didn't replace him. Also, Mosley did tear his ACL. So they just signed a different guy who tore his ACL. He's a little bit bigger. I don't know. We'll see if Wilkes is right. He did make Josh Norman a thing and he drafted James Bradbury. So I tend to trust him. Yeah, I mean, he knows he knows what he's doing for sure, and I would hope that they would consult him on these secondary moves. So, yeah, I mean, maybe, like Grant said, the athletic profile is something he prefers, and that's why Oliver's here and E-Man is gone. I do feel like the Niners kind of overpaid for Hargrave, but I also feel like you could argue that he's better than any offensive tackle they could have signed. Yeah, they did, but they Although did. Orlando you- Brown is out there. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. So that's the guy. And I don't know if he would play right tackle for the night. You you don't know if he would play right tackle for the he might a lot of guys say straight up no. I'm not gonna do that. Well, no. Here's okay, let's lay this out for a second. So he started his career as a right tackle. It sounds like people around the league profile him as a right tackle. He moved to left tackle because he wanted left tackle money. So if you say, Hey, we're gonna pay you like a left tackle to play right tackle, Trent Williams, by the way, fun fact, was his mentor in college so maybe you can See, swing that i don't know now that you mention it i would have rather pay orlando brown than javon hargrave he's younger too but 
Hargrave is very good. I don't want to be just a negative Nancy or a negative Nelly. <laughs> you thought I froze I for a second. <laughs> Domain Threat says, we do this every offseason and they find a way to retool every year except for 2020. I trust this regime at the end of the day. I like what about the beginning through. of the day? Yeah. What I about like the beginning of the day? What about midday? What about midday? You, what you about 345? What, though, because it's not like they have rings to show for it. To contend. You know, yeah. To can be in the dance at the end, sort of. Dave Barclay says 11 draft picks. Why don't we tra uh, trade a fifth round for dude that went to the Cowboys? Are we really going to draft 11 guys or trade up for a good center or right tackle? Seems like a lot of picks, doesn't it? Well, the Niners have lost like 10 dudes so far in free agency. Yeah, I mean, they might need 11 There players. is that. Yeah. yeah. So well, I don't know. They, I mean, they might use they them. They really all. do. They yeah. might. Yeah, they, um, they might use them all. Rob Schneider says Raiders are running their franchise like it's the 2015 Niners. Get rid of all your good players while drafting and signing nobody. Salute our franchise. Do you think, do you think Josh McDaniels will get fired midway through his second season for the second time in his career? Oh, man. I do. I do. I do. I, do. I think it's going to be a freaking disaster. The, Jimmy? Only, the only oh, reason man. I say no is because I don't know if the Raiders can afford can't to afford it not to be there. Good point. That's a, maybe that's why he took the job. Mm. I don't know. Marvel Parsons says, why is nobody talking about Jalen Moore at right tackle? Because he's better. He would be better at guard. He's, he's a guard. What's they to talk about him to play guard. Thank you. Dave Barclay says still can't stand Kyle, but maybe his seat is warm. Yeah. Cause I was sitting on it. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't think I was all up in his seat eating his porridge. Drinking his juice. All <laughs> Niner says, y'all are wrong. Kittle is playing right tackle. <laughs> <laughs> 2.0 says, weird how obsessed you are with the Eagles way, but they lost? They had the signature cheap RPO quarterback to your window and likely blew it. Never works and now have to pay Hurts. It's over for them. Well, I guess we'll see. Seems Maybe. like they, what they do have, which is nice, is um, the best offensive line of football. That's a good place to start. They also have a hell of a defensive line too. So, and they a quarterback, also have two first round picks, and two first round picks, and a second round pick. It's crazy. Tinker says Lance is back. Varsity Blues too. <laughs> I thought you were going to Cabo. That's what they, aren't you supposed to be in your like dark cave at this point, Tinker? What's up? I'm trying to go to Cabo. Why did you invite me, man? I would have. I would have gone. We could have had fun. Kyle didn't invite me. Tinker didn't invite me. <laughs> Why didn't Kyle invite me? I have a great time. I can play card games, <laughs> trivia, games, trivia. Daryl Smock says, "Hey Grant Jesse, if the Niners wanted to trade trade Trey Lance, <clears throat> wouldn't they have gotten somebody better than Sam Darnold? Also, who uh, threw more picks, Sam Darnold or Jimmy Garoppolo? We survived with Jimmy Garoppolo's picks. I'm sure we'll survive with Darnold's picks. You go." Mm. We're going to talk about Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. We'll talk about that one. Stay tuned, Daryl. We're going to dedicate it to one, you. Darryl. Let's table that one. Is that, That's a very like corporate thing to say, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll table let's, that let's one. Let's circle the wagons, table it. Re <laughs> <laughs> we'll park him uh, off that. That's what they say in the corporate world. Or okay. park him off that I, one. I've never actually had a job in my whole life, a real job, ever. <laughs> With benefits, it. never in my entire life. And I never yeah. will. And I'm proud of it to an extent. Hey, you should be. You should be. Okay. Are the 49ers the best team in the NFC at the moment? We, we, we just said that it looks like on paper they've taken a step back. I mean, they've lost a lot of players, but mm, so is Philly. 
Philly has lost a huge chunk of their defense. They got guys that they've drafted to fill those spots, and you know, so do the Niners. But what do you think? Are the Niners the best team in the NFC at the moment? Yeah, I think this is where both things can be true. Oddly enough, I mean, there's that great quarterback doesn't really exist in the NFC. I like Hurts, and I think he had an awesome season, and I think he's certainly better than what the 49ers have at this moment, but he's not something that can't be overcome. I don't look at him as that guy necessarily. You've got some really, really good teams that are on the come up, like the Lions, Seattle, but do their quarterbacks scare you? No. So right now, I because mean, there's, I a, there's, a, there's a particular kind of quarterback that beats the Forty ers There is, there is. And he's in Philly. He is. He he's not in Detroit. He's not in Seattle. No, not at all. No. Not at all. No. And I think that it's fair to say that Philly certainly took a bigger step back than the Forty ers have to this point as well. So right now, I yeah. would say yes, the Forty ers are the best team in the NFC. However. The quarterback position is very interesting. We don't know who the starter is going to be. We don't know how they're going to play. There's a lot of See. question marks around the quarterback position, and that is the one position you do not want to have question marks yeah. at. Luckily for the 49ers, Arizona's atrocious. The Rams are atrocious. There's really only maybe four or five decent teams in the NFC, so they're going to be okay. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be able to figure it out, and then it's about getting hot at the right moment. And I think the 49ers certainly can do that. So right now in this moment, yes, I would say that they are the best team in the NFC. I'm going to stick with Philly, Drink, because even though they've lost a lot, Darius Slay, hell of a player. They've lost a lot on defense. Javon yeah. Hargrave, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> their offenses, I think they're going to be better on offense next year. They lost Somalo, but that's fine. I mean, he's, he was their worst offensive lineman. They upgraded at running back. I like Rashad Penny on that team. Rashad Penny was over in Seattle averaging six yards a carry uh, by himself out of eye formations. Now he gets to run the zone read with Jalen Hurts where everyone's eyes are on Jalen. Now I know he gets hurt a lot, but he's only going to get a, a 10 carries a game. Well, that's what he was getting in Seattle. And he still got hurt. We'll see about Rashad Penny. But <laughs> still, I, I think that that I love this is what I love about Philly. I love how they go for it on fourth down all the time. So that allows them to treat third down like second down. And third down is when defenses try to get exotic and have all those crazy fronts and, and, and do games and stuff like, okay, good luck defending the run doing that. And the, the Eagles are so good at running on third down and setting up fourth and one, which they just always convert. I mean, it's a very sound strategy. So with Jalen Hurts, you give him the best offensive line and that offensive approach, you never know when he's going to pass, ever. He's never in a passing situation. He's winning. He's always got a run pass option. He's, there's always a, t a possibility that it's a run play. That's why he looks so good. He's, he's never under pressure. It's like freaking college. It's like Ohio State in Philly. I kind of like it as opposed to the Niners who have quarterbacks going down left and right. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. I'll also say that you can probably count on Philly to nail those picks. They do. They almost always do. Yes. So they're going to do yes. well in the draft. They're going to get some replacements to yes. these players that can contribute right away. And as good as their defense was last year with a lot of big names, and they've lost a lot of big names, addition by subtraction, their defensive coordinator going to take over the head coaching job in Arizona. He was so He terrible. got utterly so embarrassed in the Super Bowl. Utterly embarrassed for that to happen once the, with the, the touchdown on that that you know what I'm talking about in the red zone yep. that red zone uh, yep. glitch apparently in his defense once was bad enough twice 
in this get out. And the Arizona Cardinals hired him. Hilarious. Hilarious. It's even a bigger joke than Cliff Kingsbury because he's a defensive coordinator who sucks at coaching defense. So, yeah. The other thing I want to say about the other thing real quick I want to say about Philly is so they don't have a question at quarterback and they have no questions in the trenches. I know they lost Hargrave. They got Fletcher Cox back. They got Jason Kelsey back. They um, drafted D tackle for Jordan Davis last year. They prepared for this. They still have Brandon Graham. They still have Josh Sweat. They still have Hassan Reddick. Like they're not going to be bad at the D line. They they don't have any weaknesses in the trenches. They they have an established quarterback. That's a good place to be. Yeah, I mean, if the they draft a top corner and draft Boom. a good linebacker, all of a sudden they're right there. Boom. You know, yeah. So, yeah. So they, I, I don't think they're, they're still the class of the NFC. I, I still feel like they're head and shoulders above everyone else. But the Lions, you know, if they have a great draft, they have two first round picks. If they get a quarterback. You know, whoever, if, if, I mean, if Seattle or Detroit gets Anthony Richardson, that is the exact kind of quarterback that the Niners don't want to face. Oh, yeah. Exact kind of quarterback they don't yeah. want to face. Yeah. So I agree. we'll see what happens. I agree. I, I still think the 49ers are above Philly. I like, I still think Philly's there. They're a player for sure. And after the draft, I may change my mind. If there's two really good players that I think they, they hit on both those picks heavy. I could I reserve the right to change my mind, but at this very moment, I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. The way I look at Philly is this is their last year. This is the last dance. Kelsey, last dance. Cox, last dance. This is it. Uh, and after that, they're going to have to retool in some very important positions. And rep- I mean, like those guys are Hall of Famers. Kelsey's a Hall of Famer. Cox is borderline. And they're going to be gone next year. So this is it for them. The Niners, I don't know. I mean, this could be the final year for Trent Williams. We'll see. Although he could go. He signed for like four more years. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Take, but but kind of to the point that you talked about, they've already got the center. He's going to sit for two years before he has to play. True. They're always and, and then and then you've got all that money coming off the books. So now your yeah. players are getting free agency. So I mean, how he's really good. How he's really good. Yeah, and you know what, I, Kyle and John have done a really good job of putting together a roster, offensive line and quarterback notwithstanding. But yeah. other than those. Other than those, Tinker, it says his flight has been delayed. Mm. Do you think Tinker's really going to Cabo? I yeah, want to think I he is. Dude, I think he really is. I really he's, actually he, do think he's he is. He's tipped at like at least 100 bucks so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He dropped a 50-burger on my channel like a week ago, too. I'm like, I think Damn. Tinker's probably going to Cabo. 2.0 says Eagles have the best line of football, two first-round picks, et cetera. Still won't be enough for RPO quarterback to win a Super Bowl, but I'm sure you'll still want one. Oh, yo, 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 yo. They just scored 35 points. And frankly, the reason they lost is because when he got the ball back at the end of the game, what do you have, 10 seconds? Like whoever had the ball at last with with a minute left was going to win that game. There was no defense, and the Eagles got whatever they wanted on offense in that game. Yeah, he fumbled one time. He made one mistake. Mahomes made zero. But still, I mean, if if Hurts had the the ball with a minute 10 left, they were going to win that game. There was no defense. They didn't lose that game because of Hurts. Like this he notion that, that Hurts can win the Super Bowl and so he can't be a good quarterback is absolutely insane. Like, yeah, because he's a RPO quarterback doesn't work. They put up 35. But a, a, a traditional drop pack quarterback does work. Jimmy put up 20. Like, dude. J- well, Jimmy point. was an RPO quarterback. What do we, I mean, I mean, he's hey, not but he's RPO, got a Rocky was, thing. He's got a Rocky thing. Yeah. I like it. So he's a, definitely a Jimmy fan because he's got a Rocky thing. He is a, he's a Jimmy. Yeah, he's definitely so a Jimmy fan. Yeah. How come? Is Jimmy Garoppolo like the the 21st century Rocky? Like, I feel like Rocky fans gravitate to Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, maybe. He's Stallone. 
He's still on. Yeah. I mean, I but but Jimmy also wasn't a traditional drop back quarterback either. Adrian. So Adrian. I did it. Adrian. That's Jimmy. No, that's Stallone. But you can't tell the difference. You can't. It's exactly because they're both heavyweight champions in the world. Grant, help, help me out. Help me out here. I don't. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Not RPO, but what is it when it's like? I mean, I, yeah, I guess it is an RPO. It's just not an RPO for him. It was an RPO. Jimmy was in an RPO offense. It was run pass option. Now he was never the yeah. option to run, but it, he ran RPOs all day long. So yeah, you don't need you don't need a, a mobile quarterback to run RPOs. Nick Foles ran yeah. RPO. The whole thing is it's either a handoff or a pass. Yeah. A zone read is a handoff or or a keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Niners could sign Darius Slay tomorrow and the entire convo changes here. They could. I don't think they will, but they definitely could. But still, O line, O line, D end, trenches, finish it, finish it. If they, okay, I'll give you three players. Well, I won't give you Slay because I think we might talk about Slay, but if they sign either Yannick Ngakwe or Brown, would you completely change your mind about this offseason? Either one of those players. Um, yeah. Are you kidding? They signed, forget Ngakwe. Like, they just signed, they're not going to sign Ngakwe. They just signed Furl. They got Drake Jackson. He's got it. They, they, they're going to draft another edge rusher. That's fine. It's much harder to find a three down upgrade at right tackle to Mike McGlinchey. So that's Brown. If they could get him, all of a sudden, like, yeah. Now the only question the Niners have is their quarterback position. And we've seen guys get hot on this team playing with a really good defense and a really good set of weapons. Like, it could be Trey. It could be Darnold. It could be Brock. We don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if they were to get Orlando Brown, that would change everything. And that would feel like they have really not left anything up to chance other than the quarterback position, which what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Refugio, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know what that means. Did you skip one of his super chats, maybe? Maybe. I'm sorry. I'll go back and try to find it at some point. Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider says, uh, I would fire McDaniels. Did you read for- 2.0s or was that the old other one? No, I got 2.0. I think okay. it was the old one. Um, Rob Schneider says I would fire McDaniels for signing Jimmy and trade Jimmy for Lowell Cohn. Lowell Cohn will score the game winner like Burt Reynolds on the longest yard. <laughs> Please keep my dad away from the football field. All right. Please. Your dad. Your dad seems to talk pretty favorably. At least when I've watched about Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think. Yeah, he, he likes Jimmy Garoppolo very much. Yeah. Nah. Uh, Rafi Campbell says Super Bowl contender, best in the NFC. No way. Not today, at least. Our three quarterbacks are named Hope, Wish, and Pray. If mm-hmm. one works out, then maybe. You know what? That's that's a pretty wise statement. It's a pretty. I mean, I can't really argue that. But it's fun to hope, wish, and pray. Jacob, thank you for the five dollars. I like hoping. J. Mark Garza says, "What is the realistic chance BP returns this year as good as he was last year?" I'm afraid it's one out of five. What are your thoughts? Thoughts? I think it's. I think it's slim. I, I do, and I think that is a big. See, it's funny to me, and we, I mean, we can roll into the Lance conversation if you want, but like to me, everybody keeps talking about Sam Darnold and he's here to possibly push Trey Lance and replace Trey Lance and all these other things. Is it possible that maybe Brock Purdy just might not be ready to start the season and they're not confident in it? Is, is that a possibility at all? Because 
I feel like it's okay to come in. Doesn't matter who it is. Any quarterback that is on this team that's not named Trey Lance, all of a sudden, like, deserves this chance to compete with Trey Lance and take his job and might take his job. But nobody's talking about the fact that Brock Purdy just had a serious injury, had surgery three weeks later than he was supposed to, and right. his timeline to return is right when the regular season starts. But he's going to be perfectly fine. It's right. all about back. And everything's going to go according to week one. Everything's going to go according sense. to schedule. He'll have no yeah. setbacks. He'll have a the, the most optimistic recovery of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing's going to happen. So I just I think this whole and, and the topic is: Does Sam Darnold deserve a shot to prove himself? Sam Darnold has started fifty five games in this league, and there's there's this talk going around on social media today. Well, I mean, you know, Sam Darnold never had. CMC and Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and and the coaching staff and I'm like yeah okay so it's okay to make that excuse for 55 game in Sam Darnold but it's not okay to make that excuse for four game in Trey Lance like where where is the falling out point where is the breaking point where we stop saying that guys like Mitchell Trubisky and whoever Chase Daniel can come in and push Trey Lance for the starting job it's like is Anybody but Trey Lance. Like, that's the feeling that I get from a lot of these people. And I think the hate has gone way, way too far the other way. I just, I don't understand the, the thought process here. Sam Darnold played with Christian McCaffrey. He played with more. And he had nine touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Like, this, he's cool. He's all right. He has an athletic profile like Trey Lance. But we know who Sam Darnold is a lot more than we know who Trey Lance is. So, no, Sam Darnold doesn't deserve a shot to prove himself. And Sam Darnold is not going to beat out Trey Lance. Like, that's just not going to happen. I don't know, man. Like, that's a lot of confidence there. But all I'm saying with Trey Lance confidence. is like, look, I like Trey Lance. But the Niners botched it. Like, we're in year three, and he has four starts. That was not the plan. And it, it, to say that he's definitely going to be anything in offseason, week one, you, you can't say that. So, yeah, we have a better idea of what Sam Darnold is, and it's not great. And that's why he didn't get any money. But um, we don't know what Trey's going to be. Like, is there a possibility that Trey is worse than Sam Darnold? Yes. Yes. There is that possibility. Yes. And, and that's why Sam Darnold's here. And that's why Sam Darnold's here. But is there a possibility that, that Trey's way freaking better and he'll prove it this year? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's not like they're it'd be like, hey, we got Sam Darnold. Trey, kick rocks. We're trading you for a fifth-round pick. Don't need you anymore. Like, of course, that's not the case. And, of course, every one of the Niners would love Trey Lance to be the guy because he has upside that none of these other guys have. If Sam Darnold had – like, Sam Darnold's at the point in his career where he's like, man – or the Niners are like, man, just play like Brock, all right? Stop trying to prove that you were a first-round pick. Just just go over the, just go out there and be a freaking game manager and don't do too much and play like Brock. Is that too much to ask? It might be too much to ask for Sam Darnold because he's been, I mean, he's been a disaster at parts of, at points in his career. Now, last year, for whatever reason, down the stretch, he had his best stretch of his career. It was with Steve Wilkes. Who knows? I, it's, it, I'm a little intrigued. Because although he doesn't have Trey Lance's upside, he was a third pick in the draft too. He's 25 years old. I got nothing against him. And he's not like one of these guys like Carson Wentz or Josh Rosen or Zach Wilson who is disliked. Seems like people think he's cool. He's fine. He's been on bad teams. 
I don't think he deserves like a straight up competition with Trey Lance where he splits reps, but he's got a cool story too. He's been through a lot. He's been through a whole lot of adversity. And frankly, the thing with Trey is he's been through none. This is his first taste of adversity since he got overlooked at coming out of high school. And Sam Darnold's just got nothing but adversity for five years. So it's interesting. You know, if Trey Lance doesn't work out, he could be Sam Darnold in three years. Or this could be the moment where Trey Lance differentiates himself and just takes off. I think it's very intriguing. I think Sam Darnold's an interesting person to put in the same room as Trey to push him. Because theoretically, Trey should blow him out of the freaking water. I, I disagree that Trey Lance hasn't faced any adversity. He wasn't supposed to be the starter the year he started in college. They brought they brought in a transfer to start after Easton Stick, and he beat that transfer out and then took the starting job. So I think that he's he has faced some adversity. Now, at the NFL level, other than the injury, no. I mean, he hasn't. But he also really, I mean, we're still so early in this kid's career. I don't have anything against Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold, if the question is, can Sam Darnold be better in this system with these players than he's ever proven to be? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I would expect yeah. that. And would I feel comfortable with Sam Darnold starting a couple games, especially over a guy like Josh Johnson? 1,000%. Yeah. Yes, there's yeah. no doubt about it. But this thought that, oh, they paid him $3.5 million, which is a lot for a third-string quarterback. Yes, it is. But he could have gotten backup money somewhere else. 15 other teams would have taken Sam Darnold as a backup. So if you want him to possibly be your third-string quarterback, temporary second-string quarterback, then you've got to pay him that kind of money because he could have gotten that money to be a backup somewhere else. He didn't get paid more than Trey Lance. He, no. again, has Trey Lance, and I'm not saying that Trey Lance is going to be amazing. I don't know, and that's the issue at hand here. We Nobody knows. He could be amazing. He may not be amazing, but I have a pretty good feeling who Sam Darnold is and who he is not. Can he elevate his game here? Yes but he is not the franchise quarterback. So Trey Lance, barring injury or Purdy coming back and being Superman, is going to get his chance here. It's going to happen. It just is. We're not trading Trey Lance in favor of Sam Darnold before the season starts. It's just not going to happen. Let's, let's be realistic here, though. The Niners have a very unique and distinct pattern. They do. And the pattern is their quarterbacks get hurt. So we're talking about who's going to start or who's going to be on the depth chart. Ultimately, they're all going to play. That's what history suggests. And I like that they have Sam Darnold because if he could win four out of six games with Carolina, feel like the Niners are in good hands if and when he has to play. I'm not saying he should play over Trey Lance, but I am saying that he's probably going to have to play at some point at no fault of Trey or Brock. To your point, we don't know when Brock's coming back. He might not come back anytime soon. So, or he could come back and get hurt again. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo did. That's what happened to him every single time. So I'd much rather bring in Sam Darnold at one year, 4.5 million, than re-sign Sam, Jimmy Garoppolo at 67 million. I think there's some upside here. He's got a little mobility. He actually throws a decent deep ball, at least compared to Jimmy. It's a nice little, th you know, third option on the team that needs Hell four. Yeah. Hell needs yeah. Four. yeah. And yeah. You're paying these three quarterbacks less than Jimmy's making this year by himself. So yep. this is a win. Getting Sam Darnold yeah. is absolutely It's definitely a win. It's a nice for, move. For sure he's, I like it better than signing Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I'm not saying he's a franchise quarterback at all, but of the options, man, I mean, he's way younger than Mariota. I get it. I totally get it. I think it's a yeah. nice move. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, 
this is another thing that I don't think a lot of people have picked up on. So Sam Darnold was a guy that the 49ers did like when he was coming out of college. Yeah. Do you think it's fair to say that Sam Darnold fits Trey Lance's athletic profile a lot more than Brock Purdy's? No. You don't think so? No. Six foot three, little bit mobile, big arm. You I think, think Trey's so? way more mobile than him. No, no, no. I think no, Trey's but, way more gifted than him. But I'm saying like, Sam Darnold, is he closer to Purdy or is he closer to Trey Lance? I think he's closer to Purdy, but maybe that maybe I'm wrong on that. Because to me, like Trey Lance is 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 a dual threat, like they say. Like you could they were running him eleven times a game, like Jalen Hurts. You're not gonna do that with, with Sam Darnold. You run him once on the zone read at the at the goal line to get, you know, maybe. But essentially, he's the kind of guy who's going to like scramble around behind the line of scrimmage like Purdy. And and really, he really shouldn't even be doing that. He should just be getting the ball and throwing it as quickly as possible because he's a disaster when he tries to make plays. Trey, I think, actually can make plays. I, but I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But to, to me, he's like a bigger Brock. Yeah. I, I like he's Trey. Got, he's got a much There's bigger a distinct arm difference. Though, than Brock. Much bigger arm than Brock. He does. He does. I, he really I think does. when I look at Sam Darnold, I, I'm not saying he's as athletically gifted as Trey Lance. Yeah, but I think athletic. Like you could call Trey. You could call Trey a dual threat. You can't call Darnold a dual threat for sure. For sure, no. Six yeah. foot three, big arm, big yeah. body. I guess two hundred thirty yeah. mobile. Pounds. Like he's yeah, mobile ish. Yeah. Fair. I so see what you mean. I, I look mean. at that and say, okay, well they they like Sam Darnold. They like obviously they drafted Trey Lance. I think that's the kind of athletic profile that they prefer here. So if Trey Lance comes out and does the things they hope he can do, I mean, I don't think they're ever going to look back unless there's an injury. That's just the way that what's going to be interesting is if is now that like Brock's like the guy, I guess, and like you're going with that direction of the offense. Do they scrap the zone read? Stop trying to like install that offense and make and allow Trey Lance to sort of compete and prove himself on the same playing field as the other quarterbacks. Like that might be an interesting wrinkle. If that happens, because that might not be a bad thing for Trey. You know, I it's think not like the zone thing. read seemed like a, it, it, I don't think that was a he was that good at the zone read, you know, Just not as a runner. Anyways, he's a much no. better scrambler. Yeah, exactly. Tinker says there is quarterbacks that give us trouble like an Arizona Murray or freaking out <laughs> Cole McCoy. <laughs> like what the hell? But that was so last year. Any quarterback who can get outside the pocket and throw deep. Boom. That's it. That's it. Because the Niners wide nine, like they paid no, they don't even care about containing the quarterback. So they get burned with quarterbacks who like the thing with Gino is he, he won't take the open lane to get the hell out of the, of the pocket. And that's why Seahawks fan, fans can act like he's better than Russell Wilson, but against the Niners, it's not the same matchup. I, I will also say though that, and it was early. So who knows how it would have gone. I felt like early on D'Amico had a really good game plan to corral Jalen Hurts in that game. It looked like it was going to go very favorably for them, at least as a runner. Well, the problem was that the Niners couldn't stop the run. They got blown off the ball, gave up four right. rushing touchdowns, yeah. hence Javon Hargrave on the team. Yeah, yep. The main threat says Philly, because the Niners, I mean, Jason Kelsey destroyed the Niners. That's what happened in that game. Jason yeah. Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, Jordan Mailata. Like, the Niners needed to, this is, and that, it's hence these D-line upgrades, straight up. Yeah. Domain Threat says Philly making the mistake of trying to run it back with Agent Kelsey Cox players rarely works. Yeah, they're Hall of Famers though. Yeah. Really they're like they're like some of the best players in their franchise history, I'd have to say. Edgardo yeah. Rosario says there's no quarterback on this roster, Noodle Arm Purdy. I don't care what WTF Trey and Poltergeist Darnold, no Super Bowl anytime soon. 
Edgardo's having a tough night. I feel you, man. I mean, the Niners have. It's possible that there is no franchise quarterback on this team. That's very possible. It's very it's possible. Also, a possibility. It is a possibility that Trey Lance and Brock Purdy are nothing more than what we saw in Philadelphia when they won a Super Bowl and having Foles and Wentz, where people are like, man, they really messed up going with with uh, Carson Wentz. No, they would have messed up if they went with Foles. Neither guy was the yeah. guy. And it's neither guy was the guy. That's what happened. Yeah. 2.0 says Hertz was gifted 14 points in the first half versus the Niners when they could barely get a first down. That was impressive to you. And that's a Brocky, not Rocky. Sorry, it's really small on my screen. Mm, um, small. I thought Hertz was impressive in the Super Bowl. Is that a hot take? It shouldn't be. He was I extremely was, impressive. He was really impressive. Also, also, it's funny because 49er fans look at it only from the 49er side of things, which I get. Like, oh man, look at how good our defense did against Philly when Brock went out. It's like, if we just had a quarterback, do you think maybe, just let's just live in this world for a second, that Philly knew they were going to win the game once Brock went out and they said, uh, let's let's pull it back a little bit. Why We don't need to show it. No, here. they should definitely do a bunch of high-risk stuff going right. against Jalen Hurts, right? So, I mean, so uh, Josh Johnson. That's a possibility also that they just didn't show us everything and they didn't go crazy on offense and they didn't unleash Jalen hurts because he was injured a few weeks prior and they knew they were going to win that game. They weren't going to lose it once Brock was out. So it's like, why, why, why show everything that we have? I, I think that's also very possible, but as Niner fans, we only want to look at it from the other side of, well, the defense did their job. They would have held them to 15 if they wanted. It's like, well, would they have? Um, yeah, I mean, he just Hertz was really good. He just lost to Patrick Mahomes, man. Patrick Mahomes Hertz in this game was 27 to 38 for 304 yards, a touchdown, and three rushing touchdowns. He rushed 15 times for 70 yards and three touchdowns. Like, are you kidding me? He was the whole offense. Yeah, I know. He he puts up he put up 374 yards and four touchdowns in this game. And you say he wasn't like, oh man, only a Jimmy Garoppolo fan would say some stuff like that. Sorry, 2.0, but like, what? Are you talking about what or or a guy that what? has a Brocky as a profile picture? <laughs> what? <laughs> Stephen Pryor says instead of Rocky and Adrian is Jimmy and Kiara. Dave Barclay, thank you very much. Dave Barclay making it rain. Dave Barclay, what do you do? Oh man, is Dave? Is me, Dave Barclay. Oh, wow, that's funny. He must want me to twerk. Two point says Trey couldn't take the job from Jimmy when he had one arm. Won't take it from Brocky either. Niners have the two worst number three picks of the last five years and Brock. Man, he don't like Sam Darnold either. I like Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. Man, there is something about, I'm not saying that's Flav, but there's something about people like 2.0 and Flav that really want instant gratification at the quarterback position. If you don't win your first five starts, you fucking suck. But that's also the way that most people look at things, Grant. They... People that's genuinely true. look at it. They look at stats. They look at wins. And that's and, that's it yeah. for them. It's like, okay, well, they're winning, and the stats are fine, so we're good here. But there's little nuances to a game and, and a player and their contributions. It's short-sighted. People aren't noticing. Exactly. And it's short-sighted. It's much easier to look at something you have seen versus faithfully believing that something else could be out there better waiting you just haven't seen it yet. So I understand where fans are coming from, and I'm not saying that they're off their rocker to think that. They've seen it. So what else is there more to prove? But that's not necessarily the reality of the situation. Like, 
Brock Purdy's cool, but I, if you put Brock Purdy on, I don't know, a mediocre team with mediocre weapons, he'd be I don't mediocre. Think Brock Purdy's that guy. Dave Barclay says, make it rain, $5. Thank you for making it rain. Da Jamaican Boy says, move out the way. Kinlaw, the real Javon is here. I'm not a fan of the Darnold signing. Who's left to get at right tackle? Nobody. We should get D Slay. Thanks, guys. Mm. Nice to see you, Jamaican Boy. I don't know. I don't know nice if you see guys you too. had your kid, but uh, shout out to you. Yeah. Refugio Gomez says, I think people are underrating the fact of the UCL injury can be career ending. Not to sound like the Grim Reaper, but it's a major surgery. Yeah, hence why they got a, a guy with 50 starts on the team now, right? Yeah. Dave Barclay says, love you guys. Keep it up. You're both killing it. Thank you. Thanks. Ace man. Boogie says, Niners, uh, we're going to give the Jets a first round for Darnold two years ago. Niners been wanting them. That is true. I like them. That is true. Tinker says, all these Carolina boys ain't no joke. Says Tinker, <laughs> who's going to Cabo. If we had SD, do we still lose the championship? Yes, says Dave Barclay. Um. Yeah, because because he would have got hurt too, man. The Niners got their asses kicked in the trenches so hard, and they're still in denial about it. But they did get a couple D linemen, so maybe they kind of get it. Any news on Niner Stadium as wedding venue? No, dude. I don't know that you could do that. I don't know that that would be a tough one. I'll talk to the. Yeah, do you I don't want know, to get man. Married at Levi's. Levi's. I mean, go get married. It's gonna be either too hot or too cold. You know what I mean? You're gonna get a you're gonna get a sunstroke or something. I don't know. Jesse Trey is gonna be amazing. Heard it here. I love it. Plumbing God forty two says I disagree. Jesse, he's faced adversity against Kyle for three years in Cabo Click. <laughs> that is true. That is that is a very particular type of there. adversity. You're not wrong there. Or should I say Harvard, Stanford, and USC boys? <laughs> Tinker. Tinker, Tinker. I think Tinker might have had one too many uh, pops tonight. Drinks. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah, he might regret this one tomorrow, but uh, I think so. Jeff, said, how many? How much did I? Jeff says you seem like a big Lance guy. Lance is the wrong quarterback for this team. Perfect for a young rebuilding team like the Bears. Another comment coming up, or a team like Indy, uh, a team like Indy. Jeff says Grant, you mentioned earlier that Kyle is too reliant on his scheme and feels like he can put coach uh, mediocrity in the O line. What's the move for right tackle here? Also, did we? Do we sign a young tight end to block uh, to back Kittle? Probably draft, draft a young tight end. Draft, yeah. The move at right tackle is I have no freaking idea. I'm stumped. Yeah. It's not yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sign Orlando Brown. Dave Barkley says I heard fans say Trey can only push it downfield, and we don't need that. Are you kidding? We only want dink and dunk. Trey is talented for real, but he needs his shots. He needs a BP game plan. Yeah, yeah. He does. He does. I agree. Agree. Titus Moser says, how many NFL quarterbacks grow a lot with touch and accuracy? Um, Jalen Hurts did it. Josh Allen did it. It happens. Allen did it. Yeah. Happens. 2.0 says, Jess Grant pointed out Darnold has a completion rate of 70% when he throws under 2.5 seconds. Sorry, but Trey can't even get the ball out of his hands that fast, let alone complete 70% of his passes ever. Okay. Sam Darnold well, has a career completion percentage of like 58%, so that's true. great. You know why? Because he wants to hold the ball. He wants to do too much. That's the story of his life. Indecisive, holds the ball too long, makes a bad play worse, turns it over. Like, he's a freaking, he's an arsonist. He is a definite Trey. arsonist. Trey so he's also work on that. averages like 10.3 yards beyond the line of scrimmage, so he's taking shots down the field on a regular basis. So, Harrison Hightower says, we're both ballers. Great content. Let's get you to 100K subs. Oh, it'll happen. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. 
Muweed says, you see Stephen A uh, say Niners should get Lamar. I said the Niners should get Lamar. That'd be super exciting. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we all said they should get Lamar. That'd be great. Yeah. But Domain Threat says, we need to flesh that game. For real, focus on getting better for next year and no NFC team will matter. All right. we Because me, you and I are on the team in the locker room, so we're going to do our best to set the tone here and move on. Yeah. Timothy Glander says, I forgot this is Niners after dark or Eagles after dark. Eagles after Can't dark. we get a week without hearing about them? Keep up the good work. No. Uh, because it's no. a two-team it's conference. Lions it's a two-team conference. That's yeah, why I'm wearing sure. the blue shirt. 2.0 says expecting your number three quarterback that cost three first to show something in three years equals instant gratification, right? Well, he broke his uh, leg. Is that his fault? That he broke his leg? Yeah, I don't... Because Jimmy broke his, you know, he didn't come back. But but also, but also 2.0, um, acting like he showed nothing is also a really crazy comment. Yeah, you could put his first four starts up against a lot of quarterbacks' first four starts, you know, that were really successful and his were better. Dave Barclay says, been a fan since 82 and my fiance since 84 and would love to get married with them around me. The team? The players? You think they're going to show up? Dave. <laughs> I don't know. Bad childhood made Niners more like family. You guys know too. Yeah, I think we could definitely get George Kittle. They get the Cabo click to show up. It might cost a million dollars, but Arno A says, are the Brandon IU trade rumors legit? From what I understand, people are inquiring and the Niners aren't into it, but... That could always I'm change. I'm sure people are inquiring. Yes. I mean, if, if 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 they don't plan on giving them an extension and they need to get a right tackle, that's a way to get in, the, in round one. Yeah. But Tinker's, But again, if you trade Brandon Ayuk and you have to get one position in, in, in round one, that's how you get McGlinchey. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how yeah. you get Kinlaw. That's how you do that. So you got to be careful. Regret? Absolutely not. Yo, yo, Ad yo, yo, Adrian. Tinker. <laughs> Tinker, man. You thank you. Go to Cabo. No go to Cabo. No regrets. Spend this on a Mai Tai. Jake J. Mark Garza says, hot take. I think Trey will be great. I like Brock and wish him well and coming to the Niners is the best situation for Donald to turn career around. No hate. No hate. Look, I like I Brock. It. See, I like it. Here's the thing. It's like I I like Brock and I like Brock very, very early in the process, but I just there's a point where I don't like him as much as somebody else. And so you're deemed a hater for that. And it's like, well, yeah, I, because I don't think, because I wouldn't put my franchise into him and I want to see Trey Lance play before I'm going to write him off. Then, yeah, I guess that's what it is. But as far as liking Brock, I do like Brock. I just think he would be better off being your long-term backup. I think he'd be fantastic in that role. Hey, um, guess who just signed with the Cincinnati Bengals? An offensive tackle. Pretty good. Oh, one. no. Orlando Brown, four years, $64 million. See, here's the thing. The Niners went and got Javon Hargrave, four years, $82 million. Orlando Brown, four years, 64 Now, maybe he didn't want to play right tackle at all for the Niners, but that's a steal. Orlando Brown. How old is he? Like 27, maybe? 28? Oh. Uh, He's 26. Going to be 27. Yeah, that's that one hurts. And it's a smart signing for a contending team like Fantastic Cincinnati. Fantastic signing like, great for Cincinnati. Signing. Man, that's another. See, that's just it. The, the NFC is wide open, Grant. But the AFC, uh, this, is, this is what worries me about the 49ers is I think they might even have a possibility not to like breeze through the NFC, but get through the yeah. NFC and these, then just these need a juggernaut in the Super Bowl and get clipped doesn't it and remember when we were kids 
every year the NFC team won the Super Bowl for like yep. 20 years in a row. Yep. Doesn't it feel like it's now flipping to like, man, it's going to be a while till the NFC team wins the Super Bowl it again, really man. Does. Like, yeah. Yeah. All the talents over there. Man, that's a great signing for all Cincinnati. That's a serious team. And Papa Cone, I met him at Sierra College. Oh, back in the Dizay. Uh, last one that we're out. Fire the Great says, if Kyle was the coach of the Eagles, he would have benched Hurts for Gardner Mitchell and most likely would have tried to keep winning. <laughs> That's like the realest thing you ever wrote, man. Realest thing you ever wrote, dude. So true. He would have beefed with Jalen Hurts. He would have benched him. He would have promoted Gardner Minshew. Yeah, man, he would have kept Car- Carson Wentz around just to be careful, just to be safe, because you never know. Bars. And that's and that's why Kyle <laughs> is Kyle. Kyle gonna Kyle. Uh, we're at about 90 minutes. I got to go eat dinner with my wife. Are you doing more work tonight? Yeah, I'm going to be on uh, with Larry Kruger on his show. So 10 minutes, I'll be over there. Boom, there you go. Everyone, I highly recommend you go and watch that show, and I recommend you uh, subscribing to Last Second Sports. It's Jesse's channel. It's got it's the logo on his hat, and um, keep watching me because you know because I'm thanks. cool. Please <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> All right, right, I'll be back. To- yeah, I'm okay. I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for watching. This was Forty ers After Dark.